Hey guys, it's Simmy, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Monday, and we're here talking about Monday Night Raw. Also, let me see something really fast in the chat. Uh, esports gaming rights, a bit of WWE correction references, even with Garland to be fun. Okay. That's not a anything. That's nothing. You've got no connection, no nothing there, because... What he's saying is he thinks it's interesting that WWE is letting Carl Anderson go work New Japan Wrestle Kingdom and Sasha Banks is scheduled for Wrestle Kingdom. Well, the Sasha Banks booking for Wrestle Kingdom was not done through WWE. It was done through herself and her agents. So there is no connection there. Sasha is working Wrestle Kingdom. Carl Anderson's working Wrestle Kingdom. There's no connection other than they've both been in WWE this year. That's it. Sasha is seemingly done with wwe as of january 1st so no there is no connection but with that guys we're going to talk about monday night raw i thought tonight's monday night raw was a pretty solid show i thought it did a lot of good and there wasn't much crap sometimes we see a lot of crap on these shows but i wouldn't say there really was much of any to be completely honest i thoroughly enjoyed myself watching this entire show now you can might say well, not a lot of big stuff happened, no, but we did get a new number one contender for Bianca Belair and the Raw Women's Champion. We did get a new number one contender for Seth Rollins and the, no, for Austin Theory and the United States Championship, and we got somebody fired. Well, we didn't, but somebody got themselves fired in Bobby Lashley. So I thought a lot of good came out of tonight's Monday Night Raw. Very solid show indeed. Going up against a freaking wild, wild Monday Night Raw. Esports Gaming says, was talking on the episode of Raw. What are you talking about? Was talking on the episode of Raw. You said WWE Japan connection. I'll read exactly what you said. A bit of WWE Japan connection references, even with Carl Anderson being in the New Japan World Tag League and the Super Junior Tag League, the finals, Wrestle King. Okay, well, that makes no sense what you're saying. What you're saying makes no sense because you're saying Sasha Banks rumors. Sasha Banks rumors has nothing to do with Carl Anderson. So, yeah. And there were no, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by talking about Raw and WWE Japan connection references. What did they say? The Oscars from Japan? I, and, and I, I mean, yes, they did mention that Carl Anderson is in Japan. But... Like, that was about it. And, like, I don't know what that has to do with, with, uh, what's the word? Um, Sasha Banks. I mean, they did say that the OC sent Carl to Japan to take care of some business. That's about it. I don't know what that has to do with Sasha Banks. There's no Sasha Banks reference on the show if you say you're talking about the show tonight. But, regardless, I thought tonight's show was pretty solid. But with that, I want to say thank you if you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, or if you're watching or listening later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below, or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one. Of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription. Or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember if you 
have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember, you can head over to YouTube if you watch over there and become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, all of our graphics packages, and so much more. Plus, you can get all of that, but more directly support us by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, you will be directly supporting us if you use this code right here, PWUnlimited. Use code PWUnlimited at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Trying to get Spider-Man from 2018 or trying to get Spider-Man Miles Morales? Use this code. Use this code. Trying to get the new game of the year, Elden Ring? Use code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D. Trying to get into that new season of Fortnite and need the battle pass? Use our code. doesn't cost you anything extra, and you will be directly supporting us. As far as Raw does go, Kid Vicious in the chat says, did Bobby Lashley get fired, storyline fired, or fired for real? But it's called a contract. His contract's not up. They're not letting him out of his contract. He ain't going nowhere. Storyline. If this was him getting real fired... There would have been no references to it last week, and he wouldn't have been on the show tonight. If Bobby Lashley was getting real fired, and this is no offense, but a lot of people being dumb tonight on Twitter, thinking that he's really fired. Like, what the what? The, what, the, what, the, what? Hara Bubba. No. He said, yes, Bobby Lashley got fired. Not for real. They wouldn't have done it on the show. Hence why they wrote off Riddle so they could send his ass to rehab or fire him. Sent him to rehab. He's coming back. Because he failed two drug tests in the last six, seven months. Regardless, Bobby Lashley is not fired for real. It's a storyline. Hence why they referenced it last week when they said, hey, if you put your hands on an official, I'm going to have to take action. He didn't say what that action was. It's all a storyline. Again, if Bobby Lashley was being fired, there was not going to be any references last week. And he wouldn't have been on the show this week. They wouldn't have. Do you think if someone knew they were getting fired, they'd want to come to work? Do you think if someone was being fired and they knew ahead of time, you know, um, just so you know you're being fired, they would show up? I wouldn't. Fine. Fire me and I won't come. Like, why would he show up if he's being fired for real? Also, since Saturday says maybe Bobby goes to SmackDown, how's that going to work? Who runs SmackDown? Oh, yeah, Adam Pierce. Fired from the main roster, at least. I don't know if he's going to NXT or if he's just getting an extended time off before he finds a way back onto the show in storyline, but he ain't going to fucking SmackDown. If there were two different general managers or something, like if Shane was running SmackDown and Steph was running Raw, like in 2016, yeah, then he can go to SmackDown because the general manager of Raw fired him from Raw. But this is Adam Pierce, WWE authority member or authority figure figure over the entire main roster. So if Adam Pierce wants Bobby Lashley fired, if he says, Bobby, you're fired, that doesn't mean he can go to SmackDown. 
and maybe I'm dumb and not thinking properly, but how does that mean he's going to SmackDown? Because then what? He can just show up on SmackDown where Adam Pearce is and then push Adam Pearce around again? No. If Adam Pearce fired him, he fired him from the main freaking roster. Like, some people just aren't listening, aren't thinking, aren't putting stuff together before they type. Not trying to be a dick or anything, but come on, guys. Come on, guys. Just think a little bit. Think a little bit. Got to put everything into, into perspective. A, contract's not up. He didn't do anything wrong in real life, and he's not suspended for drug test failures like Matt Riddle. No, it's a storyline. He's fired. Then you got to think about it. Who runs both shows? Adam Pierce. Who fired him? Adam Pierce. Think Adam Pierce wants him on SmackDown as well? No. It's not like, again, 2016, when there's authority figures for SmackDown, authority figures for Raw. And the brands were actually split other than Royal Rumble and Survivor Series. Come on. Think a little bit, guys. But as far as Raw does go, let's get into it. As far as Monday Night Raw does go, Bailey kicks off the show, entering with damage control as she is ready to face off against Alexa Bliss in a number one contenders match. But before Alexa Bliss can even come out, Becky Lynch would attack both Dakota Kai and Io Sky at ringside, clearing them from the ringside area and leaving Bailey all alone. So this match went about 13 and a half minutes. Bailey took the early control and she shoved Bliss into the ring post. Bliss came back with the Hurricane Rana off the ropes. She landed kind of awkwardly. I was kind of out of it for a second. She'll be fine. She wrestled the rest of the match. This was like the first thing she did. Bailey quickly cut her off and Bliss gathered herself and hit a senton off the apron for a two, followed by a DDT for a two as well. Bailey then flung Bliss into the turnbuckle before hitting a sunset flip powerbomb into the middle turnbuckle for a two. Bailey also hit a Bailey to Bailey, but only got a two off of it. Bailey removed the middle buckle and or middle buckle pad, but got into an argument with Belair, who shoved uh, showed the referee what she had done. Basically, she what's the word I'm looking for? Ratted her out. Bliss then knocked Bailey. Knocked down Bailey and hit a twisted bliss to pick up the victory. Also, Belair teased fully getting involved. Bailey went to slap Alexa. Alexa ducked and Bianca grabbed her arm. And then ref was like, Bianca, don't do it. So after the match, it seemed like Bliss and Belair were happy to be opponents. As far as like, yeah, girl, we're going to fight each other for the title. And Bianca's up there holding the belt. And then she goes to ask for the handshake, and Alexa goes, nah, hug? They go in for the hug, and then she puts her in the sister Abigail. Looks around like she's going to hit it, and then she lets go and goes, whoa, I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know what I just did there. What, 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 What just happened? She relapsed into her old Bray Wyatt days. She relapsed into her old Bray Wyatt days, her old... Lily days, I guess you can call it. Like, oh, buddy. They've been teasing this turn. And I guess they're just going back to that. After everything they did, and I get it, it's a new regime. They're changing things. After everything they did to distance her from that character, they're just going back to it? I don't know. That's an awkward one. That's an awkward one indeed. Next up, Byron Saxon interviews the Alpha Academy. This was an earlier today video. And 
They asked him about what happened on SmackDown with Kurt Angle. Jack Gable says he wasn't impressed with Angle's cheap parlor tricks. AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Mia Yim would walk up, and they started laughing at Alpha Academy. In fact, they just so happened to be laughing at the clip of Angle dousing Alpha Academy with milk. They also noted how they sent Carl Anderson to Japan to take care of some business. Gable and Styles. Uh, Gable said Styles was a fossil, just like Angle, so Styles challenged him to a match. So AJ took on Chad Gable, match in about nine minutes. Gable took control ahead of a break by shoving Styles into the ring post in the steel steps. Styles was in control after the break, and Gable came back with, a, with three straight German suplexes. Styles blocked a fourth attempt, but Gable caught him again with a released German suplex. Gable then applied an ankle lock, but Styles countered into a calf crusher until Gable countered into the ankle lock again. Styles slipped out. But Gable immediately followed with a Northern Light suplex for a two. He traded a couple of counters until Styles hit a Styles clash for the pinfall victory. There we go. Next up, we got Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. They're in like the concourse. Or no, actually, no, I'm ahead of myself. I'm reading the wrong part. So they were coming up with a plan on a whiteboard on what to do with their money. Candice would show up and said that they're having trouble deciding what to do with the money because they already had everything they really needed and wanted. She then reminded them, it's the season of giving. And Johnny said, oh, I got a plan. Kathy Kelly then interviewed the Street Profits along with Akira Tozawa. She asked the Profits why they helped Tozawa last week. Montez Ford says they helped Tozawa because he was Akira Tozawa. Angela Dawkins said Tozawa was, quote, my ninja. Tozawa yelled, we want the smoke, and drank whatever was in the Red Solo Cup. They screamed at each other before heading to the ring for the upcoming six-man tag, where it was um, yeah, Judgment Day with Rhea Ripley against Akira Tozawa and the Street Profits. So this match went about 14 and a half minutes, and the first two matches, the heels took control early on, and that's what happened again here. Had a lot of heat on Tozawa early until he made the hot tag to Ford, but he was tackled over the announce table by Damian Priest for the heat yet again. Ford made the tag to Dawkins, but the ref didn't see it, and Priest, so Priest kept the heat on Ford. Dawkins finally did get the hot tag and hit Finn Balor with a running up, uh, running back elbow, an enziguri, and a silencer, but Dominic Mysterio broke up the cover. Tozawa tagged in and hammered away on Dom. Everyone traded moves until Priest chokeslammed Ford and chucked Dawkins from the ring. Tozawa knocked Priest from the ring and hit a cool suicide dive on, dive on Dom. Tozawa handed out DDTs to both Balor and Dom. The ref was distracted again as Tozawa went to the top rope, so Priest gave him a razor's edge, and Dom made the cover to pick up the victory. Priest got a lot, a lot of shine here. Damian Priest looked great in this match. In the back, or not in the back, but in like the concourse front of the building area, we got Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis walking up to the merch table. They go, we'll just take it all. We'll just take it all. They put the table, the money on the table, and they're like, yeah, we're, we're just going to take this all. It's a season of giving, of course. And Johnny grabs all the merch they hand to him and stuff. He's like, all right, we got to go. We got to uh, go to the ring and give this stuff away. Right before they walk off, Dexter hands a teddy bear, a Christmas teddy bear, that is, to a kid. And the kid's like, thank you. And then they walk off. 
So after the break, Gargano and Loomis walked down the aisle and chucked merch into the crowd. People got free merch! This went on for a while. They were walking all around the ring. They were throwing stuff into the crowd and this and that. When all of a sudden, somebody would run in and take the bag of money. They jump in the ring, take off their hood and reveal, it's the Miz. Of course, it's the Miz getting his money back. Pierce followed Miz into the ring and told him to give the money back. And Pierce like, we're not doing this. Nuh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Miz, we already took care of this. No. Miz then pleaded saying, but I need the money. I need the money. I need it. And he's like, you know what? I'll even do a rematch. I'll have a rematch to get my money back. And they're like, what? Why do you need the money? We know you're rich. We know you got a lot of money. What do you need this money for? Miz is like, well, I, I just do. You know, Maurice runs the bank account and only gives me a little bit to spend. I, I need this money. Gargano was then like, wait, okay, I got an idea. Dexter will face you in a ladder match next week with both bags of money hanging from the ring. Miz is like, fine, okay, that's all that we'll do. Both. Both bags. Two bags. Well, where's the second bag coming from, he says. And Gargano's like, well, if Dexter's going to put his money on the line, what are you putting on the line? It's double or nothing, winner take all. And Miz is like, but my wife controls up. I'll just say if Maurice will give you the money. And he, yeah. They start bickering back and forth. And they finally uh, convinced Adam Priest to make this match official. He said, but there's one thing you need to do first. You need to go dress up like Santa's little helper and hand out all these uh, these gifts to the little kids and stuff. Miz begrudgingly did it because he wasn't going to get his match if he didn't. This was like 12, 13 minutes. As long as the AJ um, Gable match. So as we move forward, we had EO Sky against Candice LeRae. And I thought Candice should win here. I really did. Because I thought Candice should win. We know that EO and Dakota are probably going to retain the titles on SmackDown, but then they can be like, Candice can be like, I beat both of you. Oh, I got a I got a tag team partner. I'll face you guys. Tag team partner should be in the hot wheel. And then the way could almost be all back together. They'll never get Austin back, but how money would be segments on Raw of Indy going to Austin be like, why are you like this? Come on, what are you doing? Why are you acting like this? Yeah, I get it. You want to be more serious and taken more serious, but now you're just an asshole. I can see it. I can see it. Indy going to, yeah. Anyways. Candice went to the top rope about two minutes into the match, but then they went to a break and we never saw what she did up there. EO hit a code breaker after. And Candice fought back and hit a poison Rana outside of the ring, which led to a two count in the ring. Uh, Sky then followed with a German suplex into a pin for a two. The finish felt a little abrupt, where all of a sudden Sky followed a German suplex and a uh, uh, hit a German suplex, dragged Candice to the corner, hit the moonsault, and just picked up the victory. Like, they're going, 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 going. She hits the German, and I'm like, okay, cool. All of a sudden, she's one, two, three, done. I'm like, what? That kind of came out of nowhere. That finish was kind of just there, which in turn was a little flat, in my opinion. And the crowd really was not ready for the finish either. Again, it came out of kind of nowhere. So then they showed a replay of Matt Riddle being taken out by Solo Sokoa last week. The announcers, again, as Michael Cole referenced on Friday, said that he will be out for six weeks. Well, he's in rehab right now. So all these that's being reported. We got the Kelly interviewed Kevin Owens about what happened, but then Elias would interrupt. And this 
was gold. So <clears throat> Elias is like, so um, I'm facing Solo Sokoa later. And I was wondering if you could be out there as backup because I know Sami Zayn's going to be there and I just need someone to back me up in case he tries anything. And Kevin goes, excuse me? You think I want to be in your corner and have your back and help you out after everything you did to me earlier this year? He's like, Kevin, Kevin, that wasn't me. That was my brother Ezekiel. He's like, I know you're the same person. <laughs> I lost my shit. I lost my shit. He's like, I know you're the same person. He's like, I'm not going to forget. And I was like, but that was my brother. No one starts freaking out on him. And he's like, even if you're telling the truth. Last time we were in a ring together, you smashed a guitar over my head. Not that guitar, because the other guitar got smashed. That's a new guitar. But you smashed a guitar over my head. Why would I come out there with you? And Elias is like, so I, I need your help. I'm facing Solo Sokoa. Sami Zayn's going to be out there. Will you be in my corner? And Owen's just kind of just like, speechless. Like, you're really asking again after I just freaked out on you? I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Elias was in the ring after the break. He did a tribute concert to Matt Riddle. Elias uh, had something in his pocket, which was a song Riddle had written himself. He pulled out a large rolled up piece of paper. So let me unroll this really fast. Kind of like a, a weed reference joke. You know, got to roll your papers. And he revealed the lyrics. He sang the song. It was all right. Elias then claimed that and they're like halfway through the song, he goes, remember, I didn't write this. Riddle did. So, cool. So, let's go with then interrupt. You know, someone's got to interrupt Elias while he's singing. So, so Sokoa took on Elias in an eight-minute match. Elias hit Sokoa with some strikes early on and a consecutive singer splash or two and a spine buster for a two. He followed this up with a lifting knee strike and a neck breaker for another two count. Elias got distracted by Sami Zayn at one point, and despite Zayn being there and not really doing anything, like, he just saw him at the ringside and goes, you're here! Whoa! And got distracted. Sokoa then dropped Elias on the top rope before hitting a super kick and a spinning solo to pick up the victory. So Solo Sokoa does defeat Elias. So after the match, Solo Sokoa starts beating down Elias. Sami Zayn jumps in. He hits him with a Simone spike. Solo does. They're basically just saying, Solo Sokoa, you're, you're Umaga now. He's just Umaga. So Sokoa put Elias' head through a chair and looked like he was going to kill him with a running hip attack in the corner when out would come Kevin Owens. Owens would run in, hit a stunner on Solo Sokoa, and Sami Zayn bailed, like, quickly. And then Solo Sokoa kind of recovered pretty quickly and just took off as well. Elias tried to embrace Owens, and Owens gave him a stunner for his troubles as well. There was in a video package narrated by John Cena highlighting the history of WWE tribute to the troops, and the crowd cheered at the end, USA, USA. Then it showed pictures of The Miz dressed as an elf, giving out gifts and merch to fans all around the building. Then we have Rhea Ripley versus Asuka in a sub-12-minute match. Match with like 11 minutes, 45 seconds or so. And they made reference to, A, Asuka's not wearing face paint, and B, Asuka's unusual behavior on social media since last Monday's, Monday's Raw. So Oscar drove Ripley into the post and hit a code breaker on the apron, leading to a break about three minutes into the match, which makes six matches in a row where they went to a break three minutes or less into the match. With no explanation, Ripley was just back in control when we came back from the break. Oscar then fired back with some strikes 
and knocked Ripley down with a roundhouse kick for a two. Ripley then dared Asuka to hit her again, so she did with a sliding kick for a two. Dom then checked on Ripley after Asuka knocked her off the apron. Asuka then told Dom to get out of the way. She feigned kicking him, and he fell on his ass. The distraction allowed Ripley to shove Asuka into the side of the ring. Ripley then tried the riptide, but Asuka countered into an Asuka lock. Dom then pulled Ripley closer to the ropes, so she got to the rope break. Asuka then went for the mist, and Dom got misted in the faces uh, instead of Ripley. Uh, Ripley then hit the riptide, though, and did pick up the victory. Ripley does defeat Asuka. So then they start freaking out after the match because Dominic's got all this stuff on his face. The mist. We come back from the break, and they're in the trainer's room, and Dom's going crazy, complaining that he can't see, that his eyes are burning, and he's got all of Judgment Day with him. And he's like, come on, just get this out of my eyes. And Finn's like, come on, calm down, calm down. He's going to help you. He's like, who is this guy anyways? Is he even licensed to do this? He's like, it's just, it's burning. And he's like, help him. And Amy Priest goes, well, at least it's your eyes that are burning and uh, not something else. And Rhea's like, no, well, don't talk about that. I l- <laughs> this, is, this is so funny. Like, this is hilarious. I just love Dominic where he's just now that Dom is not. And I don't know if it's just he was always nervous being so tied to his dad, being at his dad's hip every week. Now that he's just out doing his own thing, Dom has grown immensely. Dom has come into his own. And when he just raffled off that line, who is this guy? Is he even licensed to do this anyways? I just, I lost it. I thought that was fantastic. Somewhere in the back, Dolph Ziggler put over the importance of the U.S. title, calling it the workhorse title. I thought that was the U and the IC title, whatever. He then said, this title means so much that two of the best today are fighting for a shot to fight for it. Ziggler then said that Austin Theory was technically holding the title hostage, but... Because, or because he's not a deserving champion, he then warned Theory, you need to watch your back. You need to watch your back. We then go into our main events. The U.S. title number one contenders match is Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley. So early on in the match, Lashley dumped Rollins over the barricade and went for... And then we went for a break less than three minutes into the match. Yes, every match tonight, they went to the break three minutes or less into the match. Our Bubba says, Blue Mr. Green. Well, it was green tonight, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was green on Dominic. Anyways, doesn't matter. Rollins then fought back with a high cross, some dives, and a super kick. He also got a Falcon Arrow for a two. Lashley drove him to the ring post, but Rollins avoided a spear and hit a super kick for a two. He followed this with a frog splash for a two as well. Lashley blocked a stomped attempt and hit a powerbomb. Rollins slipped out of a hurt lock as the referee fell out of the ring, trying to, like, not get hit because, like, he got out of the hurt lock and then he like shoved himself off of Bobby so not to get knocked over by Rollins. The referee just kind of got out of the way. Lashley then hit a spear, but the ref took too long to get back into the ring and Rollins was kicked out. Lashley argued with the referee before setting up for another spear. Rollins would counter that spear into a pedigree and pin Bobby Lashley 1-2-3 to become the new number one contender for the United States Championship. This infuriated Bobby Lashley. Lashley popped right up from the pedigree after the pin and started arguing with the ref and shoved him. He finally knocked the referee down and Adam Pierce sprinted out to the ring, yelling at Bobby Lashley. He's like, Bobby, Bobby, stop. You know what I told you last week. Stop, stop. Lashley then jumps out of the ring and he shoves Pierce into the barricade. Adam Pierce gets his wits about him after even also getting knocked into a cameraman and he's like, that's it. You're fired. 
Bobby's like, what? Huh? He's like, you're fired, Bobby. You're fired. Bobby Lashley is infuriated. Pissed off, of course. And the show goes off the air with announcers going, wait, Adam Pierce just fired Bobby Lashley? So, great ending. I thought the main event match was fantastic. Freaking fantastic. And a great ending that makes you want to watch next week. Like, a great, what's, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a great cliffhanger of, whoa, whoa, whoa. He, 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 what? He fired Bobby. What the hell does that even mean? What is going on? What is next for Bobby Lashley? So it's like, okay. Okay. I like that finish. I like the match. And I like the end of the show because it leaves us with questions. But not questions of, well, that was dumb. Why did they do that? More of, oh, well, that's an interesting end. I need to come back next Monday to see what happens next. So I liked it. I thought this was an actually pretty good episode of Raw. Very effective. And it didn't seem as long as it did the last couple of weeks. Last couple of weeks felt like three hours. This one really didn't. It, it, it felt like it just went by smoother, I guess you could say. With that, that's everything I thought about tonight's Monday Night Raw. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Monday Night Raw. Remember, you guys can be part of the show. Just text in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. Before we get into the show or the, the text messages, got to go check the polls. So as we go and check the polls, let's see here. Twitch poll. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 83% liked the show. 17% thought it was just all right. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 48.6% liked the show. 45.7% thought it was just all right. And 5.7% didn't like Raw. Finally, the YouTube community poll. 70% liked it. 22% thought it was just all right. And 7% did not like Raw. Or some of the comments, the person says, I love tonight. But tonight's Raw. I can't wait to see Asuka become Kana. The person says, I liked it because Asuka changed a bit and sprays mist on Judgment Day's Dominic Mysterio. The person says, it was pretty good. Adam Pierce should have used a microphone to fire Lashley. No. No, 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 no. He shouldn't have used a microphone to fire Lashley because it was supposed to be an in-the-moment thing of, you shoved me? Well, you're fired. Not a thought about it, thought about it. Give me a mic. Bobby, you're fired. No, it came off so much better as a in the moment you're fired thing. If he would have asked for the mic and it wouldn't, if he would have asked for the mic, all you idiots on Twitter wouldn't be asking me if it was real. If he would have asked for the mic, then it would have came off super storyline staged. So I like the way of it just in the moment of Bobby, you're fired. Just him yelling it. Granted, a lot of people in the building probably didn't hear it, which I understand. But it gives it more drama and a more realistic feel when it's, he just yells it at Bobby. You know what? You're fired. Instead of, I need a mic. I got to get in position. I got to say it like this. No. No. The way he said it gives it more drama makes it or makes it more dramatic. 
and real. It makes it feel more real. Hence, all them idiots on Twitter wouldn't have been going, oh my God, did they really fire Bobby Lashley? Or is it a storyline? No, 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 You know what I mean? So, as far as the text messages do go, um, somebody texted 510 and said, uh, PW Unlimited is from the Bay Area. No, Central California. We just have a Bay Area phone number. Person says, can you please explain the, uh, what? Oh, no, I can't explain that about AW hiring a executive from WWE because I haven't really looked too much into that. And this last one says, do you think Asuka and Bliss character changes will be completed next week? No, I don't think so. You're going to do the slow burn thing. I don't think Bliss's character change happens till the match, or at least happens till the match with Bianca. They're going to tease it and tease it and tease it until that match happens, and we still don't even know when. And unless I missed something, they didn't say when Bianca will challenge, um, when Bianca will challenge, will be challenged by Alexa. But with that, guys, that's everything we got. That is our Monday Night Raw review. I want to say thank you if you are watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. I also want to say thank you if you're watching or listening later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, App Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We'll be back live on Wednesday night for AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Monday. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.